Welcome to Scale Your Business Radio with your hosts, David Finkel and Jeff Hoffman. Hi, this is David Finkel, and welcome to Scale Your Business Radio. Welcome back from the break here. I'm joined today by Jeff Hoffman, my co-host, also my co-author of the brand-new book, Scale, Seven Proven Principles to Grow Your Business and Get Your Life Back. Now, Jeff, we, we promised to tell folks about some of the biggest mistakes that we've observed business owners make and, and how they can avoid that. Let's do that now here. So when you're thinking about some of the, the mistakes that you observe from a business owner, that they do predictable mistakes that they make, give us an example of one that you observe. I've got a couple here that I want to share as well. But what's one from you that you see, and what advice would you have to a business owner to help him or her avoid that mistake? So mistakes that are preventing us from scaling in, in specific, David? It could be mistakes that, help, uh, that, that prevent us from growing. Could be mistakes that trap us into the business working awful hard, actually much harder than we need to be working. Um, could be mistakes well, that that cause a harm to the business itself. Sure. Well, we can start with that belief, and I made this mistake myself. That belief. In fact, I was listening to a panel, David, at a conference, and a bunch of business owners, CEOs, actually sat up there and said that if you don't know everything that's going on all the time in every part of your business, you're not a good small business owner. You're not a good CEO. And I believed that. And that turned out to be a huge mistake because, I, you know, I, I became the bottleneck in my own business by believing that I had to know everything that was going on all the time because it was my business. The truth is I was not able to scale until I realized that that was a mistake and that if I empowered smart people to run their piece of the business in a way that some days I might not even know what they were doing, but I trusted them, and I was playing my position on the field, doing my piece, and they were off doing their piece, and I didn't have to know everything everybody was doing every day. I just had to trust that I had a good team and they could do it without me until I corrected that mistake and said, you know what, just go do your thing and come back and tell me what you did. Don't wait for me to tell you how to do it. I didn't scale at all until I discovered that I was making that mistake of believing that I had to be part of everything going on at my business, and I had to know it. And that freed me to free other people to go do their jobs, and then we began scaling. Yeah, Jeff, I hear you say that. It's interesting. I think probably I would, from surveys that we've done with business owners, over 80 85% of business owners would identify themselves as a very control-driven person. I mean, that's I, I sometimes think that most business owners got started not for freedom, but more so they could have control of their own life and do the idea the right way and not have to listen to people tell them what to do when the people they felt weren't necessarily as good or qualified in this area. And I found for sure. me this idea of letting go um, was really tough. And, and inside of, of you know, some of the companies I've built, we talk about, you know, I have sticky fingers and that I want to put my fingerprints on everything. And one of the things I think has been a real blessing is this understanding that learning to let go of control is, is both a skill set and a muscle. It's a skill set in terms of how to intelligently let go, and it's a muscle in terms of the willingness and your comfort level with being able to do that. Has that, has that been consistent with you? Absolutely. In fact, think of one of the adages that we grow up with. We grow up with this saying that says, if you want something done right, do it yourself. So we're even taught to believe that. And in fact, the answer to scaling a business is if you want something done right, hire good people 
and let them go do it because you'll never scale until your team is empowered and you can let go. So like I said, I had remembered that poster, if you want something done right, do it yourself. And in fact, I had to correct myself of that mistake and say, if I want something done right and scaled, I have got to let other people do it. (laughs) That's a great way of changing it. I think one of the other common mistakes that I see is this idea that, that we as entrepreneurs get a little bit ambitious about what we can get done. And we love and are fascinated by new and faster and better and bigger ideas. And I, and I think I would say this. It, I'll use this analogy. Uh, it's like the, the person that goes home and starts 15 different home improvement projects but finishes none of them. Their kitchen's all a mess. Their bathroom's a mess. Shelves are laying there ready to be hung. And their spouse looks at, the, looks at them and says, don't you start another project till you finish it. And I, I think one of the best pieces of advice I would give to a business owner is, Focus on those fewer, better things in the business that truly create value. And if you can't get all 15 done, don't do that. Each quarter, pick two or three that are your top focuses for the quarter and get those two or three things to a place where they're producing results for you and how important that would be. Has that been something that, that for you that you, would, you think that uh, – you fell prey to that idea of trying to get too much done in too short of a time, and because of that, you partially did too many things? Yes, David. In fact, uh, again, you, you started this segment by saying mistakes that we've seen business owners make or made ourselves that prevent them from growing their business and keep them in it. And so here's another one. It's the inability to say no. We think that you know, more activity, therefore, leads to growth. I'm doing way ten times more stuff than I used to, so I must be growing. Uh, and, in fact, that's not the case. You're just not saying no to the things that aren't strategic, as you said a moment ago. So I had to learn to, to not equate activity with growth, but equate the right activity. I need to say no to everything that, in fact, is not scaling my business, and I need to pick a couple of things only so that I can get them done and get them done well. And, and that, that mistake is not only saying no, but the other mistake we see business owners make a lot is the failure to prioritize. If there are, in fact, 10 things that really do need to get done in your business, and you've narrowed that down from 25, 10 is still too much. But if you've got to do 10 anyway, you have got to prioritize them, one through ten, start on one and two, and if you don't get to the bottom of the list this year, this quarter, or whatever, it's okay because you took care of the priority thing. So failing to prioritize your work in the order in which it benefits your business the most is another mistake we see a lot. You know, I'm going to build on that with one more here, which is this idea that as a business owner, sometimes we equate hours put in as that's what, that's what we get paid for. And we don't get paid for hours put in. And we have to learn as a business owner how do we and help our staff to do the same decouple time served from value created. It's not about hours that are put in. It's about value created. And if you've got the ability to focus on something that in two hours can create tremendous value, you know, a key phone call to a joint venture partner, or a new pricing strategy that you're planning on implementing, where it doesn't take a lot of time. It's not about putting in 50 or 100 hours this week. It's about what's the value that I or the business has created with that, and I see a lot of business owners confuse the two. Uh, Absolutely correct, because we, you and I all the time hear business owners say, I'm working harder than I ever worked before. 
but I'm not growing at all. And again, it's because they're equating hours and effort uh, with progress, and those things do not necessarily tie. It's the it's the wise choice of working on the thing that gets you the most bang for your buck. The thing I always tell people, focus only on the value of the output of the activity, not the hours and blood, sweat, and tears necessarily that you put into the activity. If you make one brilliant decision and you did the whole thing in one day, but it helps you close a massive account for your business, how would you rather have that or the one that you worked for six weeks on that was one-tenth the size and you closed that deal too? you got to make the bang-for-your-buck decision where the level of effort you're putting in yielded the greatest result, not the greatest amount of hours worked. Absolutely. And it's interesting. In the next segment, we're going to talk in there about this idea of building on the stable base of systems, team, and internal controls. And I think just going back to this theme of what stops so many business owners is that we're scared of getting you – know, we, we hate the feeling of being helpless or we think what we don't know about is going to come back and bite us in the butt. And yet done correctly, if you have some good controls in place, which we'll talk about in the next segment, you can put the business in control so that you don't have to be. You don't have to be that limiter. Uh, I'll mention one more kind of related to this. It seems like it's a common theme, but this idea a lot of business owners have that that their idea and their way of doing it is the best one. And it always just it, it always seems so interesting to me about why it is. And I, and I used to fall prey. You know, my idea must be the best idea. And it was interesting. I was reading a really fascinating book, uh, Study of Psychology, and one of the things they talked in there about was that the ideas that we create the moment we, we own the idea, we think our ideas are better than we would objectively uh, score that same idea if someone else came up with it. So we're biased. And I see a lot of business owners that, that want to not just dictate the result, but want to micromanage and dictate the pathway, and it turns off good people, and it basically lessens their effectiveness. Um, have you seen that, too, from, from what you've observed for business owners that, ham, that hamstring their own companies by doing that? Yes, it is. Again, you mentioned this earlier. Letting go and giving up some control is very difficult, and it's naturally difficult because the personality type it takes to launch your own business and be a business owner in the first place is almost counterintuitive to the personality style that says, hand this to somebody else and good luck with it. So it's our drive to get things done and to do them right and to, you know, to move the pieces around the chessboard that put us in this position, but we've got to resist that urge and allow people to grow with us. You've got to let people more talented than you in other areas actually execute on things that they can do better than you. And sometimes, in fact, their idea is better than yours. So you hit on just a huge piece of what we're teaching people in this book, and that's letting go. And the key to letting go, leading into this next segment, the key to letting go is having the right base of people and systems, et cetera, in place, that when you let go, you actually feel like that foundation underneath you is strong and it's going to be fine. Well, I'm David Finkel, and this is the Scale Your Business Radio. Coming up on the next segment, we're going to talk about systems, the team, and the internal controls that you need to build a business, not just to have a job. Hang on here for the next segment. Just a moment. Scale Your Business Radio. 